my morning routines, my rituals, um, my self-talk. I think mm -hmm. my self-talk to myself is so huge because I can struggle with that a lot. Like my self-talk can be kind of rough, which I think a lot of people's can and not even rough. Um, in a weird way, it's not about you can't do this of like work stuff. I kind of am very confident with like whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen with that. And I yeah. work hard and I, and I, so I'm good. And I, you know, have God in my heart, like all of that, but I'm hard on myself about my looks. I'm hard on myself about me being a good person. I'm hard on myself about the way I treat people. So that stuff I work on a daily basis. Um, and that's me showing up for myself and being my biggest fan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on someone who in my eyes is tapping into their inner potential. Today's guest was born and raised in Temecula, California. She's an LA-based health, wellness, and fitness trainer dedicated to helping people live healthier lifestyles. Through her social media platforms, she shares home workouts, wellness routines, and healthy recipes. She was previously a trainer for Fit Plan App. She just launched Form, forming the best version of you, a digital platform for all things fitness, wellness, and self-love. Today on the podcast, the one, the only, Sammy Clark, baby. How we doing? <laughs> She's here. Oh, I'm here. I'm doing so good. That intro just like, gosh, so good. Thank you so much. I mean, it's uh, it's such an honor to chat with you because the one thing that I see in you so clear to me is you are living in your power. And I know that wasn't, um, there's been a journey to get you to where you are today. And it has been outside looking in, it's been years of self-work, solitude, uh, probably a lot of deep work of having stillness and alone time of questioning, like, am I on the right path? And I know there have been some pivots uh, with where you thought your career was going and then kind of changing it up. But I'm so excited to chat with you today because I just, uh, I can feel the energy and I see it in you. And you are the ideal candidate of the type of person I love to bring onto this podcast. So I am very excited to chat with you. Oh, I'm so honored. I mean, I feel like I've, uh, there's some people you get really excited to talk to because you feel like, okay, this is going to be a really good conversation. And I couldn't feel more excited about this one. Let's go. Buckle up. <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a ride today. Um, a really important aspect of just life in general is kind of identifying your inner voice. And like, there's always, there's that voice inside of us that tells us what we want to do. And sometimes uh, we're scared to actually listen to it because of society, because of our own inner beliefs. Um, but I think when you tap into your inner voice, it really allows you to do as what you're doing is, is stepping into your power. I know there has been a journey of getting you, like I said, to where you are today and uh, in, in the health and fitness world where your father played a huge role inspiring you down this health and wellness path. Uh, you grew up in a household that put a priority on clean eating and, and working out. When you were deciding, though, to jump ship from you were on a very much an acting and modeling path and to then go into this career path of fitness. How did you know that the fitness would be the next step? Because that sim you could argue that they're somewhat in the same space, but really completely different. How did you know to listen to that voice of like, this isn't the right path for me. This is where I need to go. Yeah. I love that you're starting with that question because, Oh my gosh, all I feel when people ask me this question is so much, 
like pain in my heart that I felt when I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was Mm. so confused and I kind of was just going with the days, but never felt purpose. Even with acting and modeling, it kind of was just like what was in front of me, what was presented, but I never, I'm, I'm so serious. I never felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I loved people. Um, I knew that I loved to be in front of a camera grew up Mm. dancing. I studied broadcasting at a community college. Like I knew that was a thing, but just nothing made me want to wake up and get after it. Nothing like that. uh, Passion wise, I I definitely was a happy person and loved getting up every day, but definitely nothing was like, this is my thing. Mm. Um, And so interesting enough, workouts were just part of my life just because of my dad. You know, he always taught me discipline and always taught me, you know, when you feel good, you look good. Um, or when you look good, you feel good and then you show up your best. And so mm-hmm. seeing him like show up in a suit every day, and, you know, he's an entrepreneur himself and, you know, raised a family starting at 18. And just, I think I watched his example of like, never missed a workout, always was fueling his body. Um, that I, I just naturally brought that into when I moved to LA. So that never, that never changed. And I think what I realized is I was sharing my workouts because it was something that was very easy for me. So it was so interesting because I was totally looking past the thing that was most organic to me and actually brought me a lot of joy. But for me, it was just like, this is what everyone's doing. Everyone's working out. Everyone's getting their mind right in the gym and then going home and eating right. And then I think through modeling and acting and talking to a lot of people, I saw that not a lot of people actually knew how to eat right, that you can have a lot of food. I mean, with girls, you know, talking to them about eating is like a whole other story. And um, me being like, Oh, come work out with me. And then I kind of saw this space of like, Oh, I could do this in my sleep. Like I loved it, but I didn't know. I didn't know there was such a need from someone like me. So it kind of just naturally happened, which is the coolest part because, Oh boy, I remember like being on my knees, praying to God, like, give me a sign of what I'm supposed to do. Uh, but I was always, I think, forcing it and um, didn't just uh, the fun, the moment that I let myself sit back and just be like, all right, hands up. I'm here for what you're going to like bring to the table. And yeah. once I did that, it was like, Sam, it's been here the whole time. That's so important. The especially if you're on like this path of modeling and acting and outside looking at people are like, how could you not love that? Like you're in front of cameras. There's like this whole glitz and glamour aspect. But I think what is so powerful is finding something that you not only love to do, but it has like a fulfillment aspect to it. I don't expect every single person uh, to go out there and and completely change the world themselves. But I think we all have the ability to directly impact the people that are directly around us, or maybe the social media presence that we've built, or I'm not saying every person has to be a social media star, but I think there's like a balance of like um, being self-aware enough to know your strengths and what you enjoy, which is clear the fitness you are enjoying, mm-hmm. uh, the workouts and like understanding the, um, the dieting of what's good for your body and then putting, pairing it with the fulfillment aspect of recognizing there's people out there that don't know this or understand this or look at food as like this bad thing that the less I eat, the better, um, the more weight I'm going to lose or, and it, it's just, it's, it can be a really dark place for people. And so that's the alignment. You find something you're really good at and then you match it with how can I also help more people? And I think that just is like, that becomes such a lifelong problem that you can solve because there's always going to be more people to tap into. And there's always going to be more room for you to grow within it, which is, I think is just amazing. 
Yeah, I so agree. I feel like now looking, even at two in the morning, I woke up last night to pee and I straight up started writing notes of like visions that came to my mind of things I wanted to create. And now I love the creative side of content and doing all of that. And so I would just, I think about it. I would never want to be in a job that did not inspire me at two in the morning, you know, and not saying I always was. I mean, I used to work for my dad. I used to have those shitty jobs on the side. And I know we have to do those things to get to our passion. But I would tell anyone, do not settle because that feeling you feel at two in the morning, writing down inspiration, even if, you know, you're working for someone and you believe in them, like every person, you know, matters on the team. Like I would just keep, keep waiting for that moment because it yeah. is so well worth it. <laughs> yeah. It, so that, that excitement of like waking up at TM and having visions is something that I have to pinch myself and remind myself of daily of like, never take this for granted. Like, yes, there's so many other things that I want to accomplish. I want to go bigger scale and better and production team and studio and all that good jazz. But it's like the fact that I'm in the process of getting there in of itself is such a win. And I have mm -hmm. to pinch myself, remind myself because it wasn't long ago, just literally four or five years ago. I didn't have anything figured out. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't have, I wasn't podcasting. I wasn't creating. I, I really had graduated college with just this big question mark of like, I'm in debt six figures. I thought I was going to graduate and know exactly what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do now. Wow. But having that feeling, I still internalize that as the fuel of like, I'm still creating for that version of myself, but then also recognizing like, look how far you've come. Everything else that's ahead of you is going to happen. It's just a matter of just, embracing the journey of it and trying to just enjoy the process of it. Because if I've gotten this far, it's inevitable that I'm going to get to these next chapters, but internalizing those excitement moments where you wake up and it's like, I'm fueled up on a Monday morning. I'm fueled up every other day of the week because it's like, I just genuinely am excited to just push myself and try to bring these ideas and visions to life, which uh, in of itself really is just a beautiful thing that I try not to take for, for granted. Mm, I love it. I love it. It's, it's so real. And I think something too, when you're just saying all that too, of like, where am I going to go? Like the main thing that I've learned in this is to keep an open mind because I think I've always thought I had these plans, even figuring out my passion and my dreams. Yeah. Oh baby. There's been just so <laughs> many things that have opened that I'm like, okay, I'm going. I mean, even starting my own platform, like, I don't know. I don't think I ever grasped what it would actually like me doing that and now doing it. I'm just like, just stay curious, stay open because that has, you know, brought me to where I'm at now. And I can't wait for even 10 years from now of where I'm going to be. Yeah. It's the trusting the flow of the world. Like you might have these grand old visions, but like certain things pop up along the way and you kind of just have to like, don't run away from it. Just lean into it and kind of like, yeah, you never imagined starting your own platform, but like it's happening and who knows what's going to happen next from there, but just trusting like whatever does happen, it's meant to be. And uh, just trying to connect the dots as you kind of move forward through that process. Amen. Talk about, <laughs> talk to me about, um, making conscious efforts, right? Like I know that you have gone through many different workouts for yourself. You've tried yoga, you've done weight training, Pilates, boxing, or even away from the fitness. You've even just tested different ways of finding ways to turn your passion into a career, right? You know, mm -hmm. you used to work at FitPlan. Now you have your own uh, platform. There's probably a lot of other things that are happening behind the scenes, but how have you held yourself accountable to showing up on a daily basis? Mm. 
Yeah, I think the biggest thing, which is kind of a weird answer, but is listening and connecting to myself is how I like hold myself accountable. And I know that's, I was thinking about it years ago. I would, when people would, I would listen to podcasts and self-help things. And when they would say like, listen to your body or connect to yourself, I I don't think I was there yet to grasp it and understand what that meant. But I was always saying out loud, I am ready. I am ready. I am open. I'm listening um, to my body. I'm listening. And I would say it even though I didn't really understand what it meant. But now actually connecting to my body on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. on a daily (laughs) basis, like, oh my gosh, and connecting to myself, I feel like it just continues to hold me accountable and it continues... uh, for me, I remember, gosh, I remember Bobby even too. I would be like, I can't hear my intuition. I don't think I have one. Like I literally would tell people that like in my therapy sessions, I'd be like, I just don't have it. I just don't think it's there for me. And so I would say for anyone to be patient, but I do think connecting to myself, understanding me allows me to hold myself accountable because I know exactly what I need to do for myself to show up and also be a better version. And even with my passion, like understanding what is right for me helps me be accountable because I know it's going in the right direction. Yeah. So even when you're, when you're checking in with yourself and you're listening, like, how do I, how does my body feel today? How do, how do I feel mentally? Like, how are you in real time making those necessary adjustments so that you're not overworking yourself or you're not putting yourself in a position where, you know, this isn't right for me today. I shouldn't be forcing this. I should be waiting another day or a week or how, how do you tap into yourself and check yourself with how you actually are feeling? Yeah. I mean, let's give a real example of yesterday. Like I totally was supposed to do this podcast with you and I, you know, had a situation that happened to me and I could tell my body was trying to tell me something, speak to me. And, you know, I have a really hard time because I also, when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So to, to not show up to something or even, you know, I have a whole team behind me that lean on me. So even being on set yesterday and just feeling kind of off, it was, it was my job to show up and like be my best, but also to be honest with them of like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do the full, you know, workouts that we need to do because I need to show up for me right now. And me needs a moment. And even calling you, it was really hard, but I was like, I'm, I'm also not benefiting Bobby because I'm not going to be, I'm going to be in a different headspace. Like, so I think connecting to myself of like taking that pause and just asking myself, like, what do you need right now? Mm. What in this moment do you need? And usually you can feel a sensation or like you just picture for me, I'm a very visual person person. So like what pops in my head is like rest Mm -hmm. is like a bath is like alone time. And I can just, and I think I feel it in my core that that feels right. So for doing the podcast, my gut kind of felt like, Oh, not too great because I wasn't in the right mindset. And then when I said rest, it felt calm. Wow. So kind of understanding like that feeling and that's what, what, what will take practice, but that's kind of where I connected. Yeah. You, you have no idea how much respect I had for you when you called me yesterday to tell me it wasn't the ideal day to do it because there is nothing more than I appreciate than somebody being self-aware enough of themselves and doing what is the priority for them. Like mm-hmm. you have, there. that is one of the most important things that I think I've learned in the last couple of years uh, with trying to develop my own career and just like going down a very self-development path is that you literally have to prioritize yourself before anyone else. Because if you don't, 
who else is going to check in on you? Who else is going to look for you? So it's that I was so appreciative of it because even too, it's not only do I appreciate you, uh, hold it like being, being your biggest, uh, person where it's like, I'm watching and I'm checking in how I'm feeling, but also too, it's like, it's a respect thing where it's like, Hey, do you, in my, in my opinion, it's like, do I want to do a podcast with someone who's not in the headspace? No, I'd rather mm. wait timing. I'd rather push it off and do it when it's like meant to be and and both parties are really excited for it. So I think there so many people out there are being pulled in directions of where the world wants them to go, to go to the birthday party, to yeah. grab dinner with the friend that's in town that they truthfully just don't have the energy to do. Like I have a a, a solo pod coming out tomorrow that's literally called The Power of Saying No and how important mm. it is to learn to say no and that the people that get it will respect the no. The people that understand the power of it will respect it and they won't hold a grudge. They won't take it personally. Chills. I tip my hat when I get a no from somebody like, hey, going to you know, this past weekend, I knew you guys were driving back on Sunday. I text JT, hey, tequila party. My boy's throwing a launch party. You got to come. <laughs> He's like, I don't think that's the vibe. I literally, in my mind, I was like, I respect it. I was like, sounds good, brother. <laughs> so it's like anytime somebody has the power to say no or Chills. in your case, Hey, we got to push this off the next date. I respect it. So I appreciate yeah. you having that ability to know what is best for you because that is such a power. Thank you. I, I honestly appreciate that so much. And even JT was like, it's Bobby Sam, like call him. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. And I think that just goes to show who you are. But also I think about the people around me. I've really cut a lot of ties recently um, mm. because the expectations were not even too high. They were just too draining, like mm. too, like the nose were hurtful for people or the nose were not understanding. And I'm like, if you don't know, my intention is always coming from a loving place always. Yeah. And every friend that is in my life knows my intentions and I know theirs. So I know that if they didn't call me when something crazy happened, I know that they were doing something else that they needed that moment and they will call me, you know? Right. And I think it allows me to also enjoy my relationships more and enjoy working with people because when the expectations are, you know, just on a level of like, I understand their intention is from a good yeah. place. I just think the no's are like, let's go. People, yeah. <laughs> they, you got to dish them out because at the end of the day, you're, if you just, if you become a yes person, you're not creating the space that you need where sometimes you need the space to relax, to reflect, to, uh, catch up with old friends. And it's like, if you say yes to everything that comes inbound, you're literally just going to be running around like a crazy person and never have time yes. yourself. And I think the pandemic really was the first time people were forced to stop chasing this hamster wheel of constantly always going, going and going mm. that they finally have been able to have the space where it's like, I actually really like having a lot more downtime. Maybe I should be saying no to all these things that get, uh, you know, I get, I'm getting invited to like, just because my calendar is open next Thursday doesn't mean I need to go to this dinner. Like, do I want to go? Am I going to be happy that I'm going or am I dreading saying yes, dreading the day of dreading post dinner yeah. that I even went. So it's, I think it's just really, really important to recognize when you need to say no and, and stand by it and people will respect it every time. I agree. Every time. I really do. Every the, time. The, the, uh, community aspect though, you said like you're, you've assessed like, you know, uh, who you keep, who's surrounded by, who's in your inner circle. And that's one thing that I really respect and love about the community just outside looking in that you've surrounded yourself with where it's, it, 
very much feels like a group of people that, and I was talking to Casey about this when we were at Penmar last Wednesday. It, to me, it seems like such a welcoming and friendly, like community of just people wanting to see other people succeed and mm. being a human and just like being there for people whenever they need them, but also cheering them on and everyone's in their own lane. And it's like, there's so many ways that everything is just kind of getting connected. And I think it's really beautiful. How has surrounding yourself with those types of people on top of the number one boyfriend in the world, JT Barnett, <laughs> who's there for you every step of the way on top of these people, you have the boyfriend and then you have yourself. How, how are you becoming your biggest fan and supporter? It's good to have all these people around you. You need them, but also it's really important that you have to believe in yourself. You have to be your own biggest supporter before the world can, uh, mm -hmm. because if you can't, how, how are other people going to believe in you for things that you want to accomplish? Gosh, I mean, so true. So, so true. I think, um, having routines and rituals in my life is definitely a huge way I'm my biggest supporter. Yes. So, We're you know, that. We'll be that. <laughs> Oh, you know, I love it. You know, I love it. Uh, a morning routine. And this is not me being dramatic. Like even hearing from my boyfriend of the year, he, you know, is all about TikTok, And he always tells me exaggerate, you know, your hooks, like they need to be exaggerated. And I posted one the other day that said the morning routine that changed my life. And he texted me and said, great job. And I said, but that was the truth. Like mm. this morning routine has changed my life and has continuously sh like it, it, it shows that I'm choosing myself every day when I do the morning routine. And if it's one thing, if it's all five things, you know, that's dreamy. But I think how I be my biggest supporter is my morning routines, my rituals, um, my self-talk. I think mm -hmm. my self-talk to myself is so huge because I can struggle with that a lot. Like my self-talk can be kind of rough, which I think a lot of people's can and not even rough. Um, in a weird way, it's not about you can't do this of like work stuff. I kind of am very confident with like whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen with that. And I yeah. work hard and I, and I, so I'm good. And I, you know, have God in my heart, like all of that, but I'm hard on myself about my looks. I'm hard on myself about me being a good person. I'm hard on myself about the way I treat people. So that stuff I work on a daily basis. Um, and that's me showing up for myself and being my biggest fan. Yeah. I very much hear you on the critical aspect because ever since I was a kid, I'm the same way. It's like, if things ain't going right, I'm going to be the first one to call my own bluff out on it. And I will make the change immediately. So I think the self-talk can go one of two ways where it's like, you need to positively talk yourself up and like have that mirror talk where like, I'm the greatest, I'm the most slept on. I'm going to keep going like that aspect, but then also being willing to call yourself out on the areas that like, Hey, I need to work on this. Like this is a weakness. Mm -hmm. There's definitely some room for improvement, but just acknowledging it and not trying to push it under the rug of like, uh, I don't need to, I don't need to work on that. Like the acknowledgement in of itself is just such the first massive step, but the morning yeah. routine love how important that is to you because I don't even think people realize like you will want to, first off, you will never disrupt my morning routine. And it is the reason I am able to operate the way I do every single day with high energy with a clear mind, with excitement for the day. So talk to me about how that morning routine and maybe go through some of like what it is that allows you to operate at your highest level so that by the time you are ready to start doing work, 
you're ready to go. Like the the yeah. engines are firing off and you are ready for the day ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, I have this, I've been having like weird thoughts lately of just like, kind of like, how could we not be, how could I understand? Like, you know, we have to figure out with our schedules, but giving our human bodies like a moment I'm just like, we are always going. We are always interrupted by environment. We are always interrupted by outside things, you know, especially the phones. Now things are coming at us left and right. Like, so as like a human, I'm just like, how important it is to take that pause, even if it's five minutes in that morning routine. I mean, that is the least I could do for my body and my mind and my soul. Like the least. Um, So for me, you know, I, I understand it matters how much time you have, but I always, you know, wake up at six. So I have a full hour, um, to, to get the things in. And for me, it's, you know, meditating is a huge thing. Um, insight timer is my jam. I absolutely love that app. And then, um, you know, it's, it's setting the vibe. I light a candle, drink a whole glass of water. And that, that for me, that moment is literally me saying like almost picturing flushing out everything outside of my body and saying it's a new day. It's a new body. It's a mm. new day. It's a new soul. What do you need? And it's like this visual flush of like, all right, let's get after it. And that is huge for me. Mm. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's um, journaling is a huge thing for me. I started with the five minute journal and now have progressed to my own prompts that I've created that just really suit so well for me. And, and like what my intentions are for, for the day, like that is even something too. like, Sometimes we just jump into the days and not actually think about our intention as a human for the day. And every time I think about my intention that I want to give to someone, receive, oh, it's a different day. It's a yeah. different day, you know? So I think my journaling routine is really important. And then reading is also really important for me because I'm super curious. So I just, I'm not a fast reader by any means. So I give myself 10 minutes every morning, set a little timer, but at least allows me to continue uh, reading because I'm not the, not the best at picking up a book. Um, so yeah, I feel like those are main things. And then, you know, getting outside is like huge, even if it's stepping on my balcony and taking a huge, big breath of fresh air, or if it's going on a five to 10 minute walk, like I think I, we learned a lot in COVID that being outside is like everything, you know? Uh, so that's something I try to implement too every morning. I, I could never, it's funny you're saying that. Cause it's like, I could never not leave, live in California ever again. Like growing up in Massachusetts, winter time, <laughs> Sammy, it is misery. There's no, there's no going outside. There's no, like, you're just in the gray, in the, in the snow and it's just oh, not no. the best scenario, but Having lived out here long enough, I make a point to every single day get outside at least once, sometimes twice, usually in the morning and then like either mid or back end of the day and just getting out and feeling that beautiful California sun. It is invigorating and it just lights me up. So I hear you on that. But the what I love what you said is the when you're setting the candle and you're and you're drinking the glass of water, it's like setting the intention for the day. And I think that was something that we had talked about a couple of weeks ago, very briefly at JT's uh, beach birthday party, which was like the importance of what is the intention for the day? Because there's Mm -hmm. always so many things on the to-do list. There's always so many great things to look at the calendar, but I think going into the day with like, what, 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 what am I trying to get out of today? What, what are the things that I can control and what should I be focusing on? Because Mm -hmm. if you start thinking about the big picture, especially after having tackled the massive launch with form, 
if you're thinking about the end result the entire time of like we we got to get to the deadline uh x we need x amount yeah. of videos uploaded we need the designer to do that like it's literally not gonna ever get done because you're gonna get so much anxiety of thinking about all of these massive steps but instead when you break it down into these small intentions throughout the throughout the day throughout mm -hmm. the week it really becomes more digestible so what do those intentions look like are you are you kind of like writing down a couple things that like are must in your day that you need to get done or how do you prioritize uh your day so that you're not getting that overwhelmness of like fuck, I got so much to do and there's literally not enough time to get it done. Yeah, I think JT would be the first to tell you that I am I am the worst. I get so overwhelmed. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I'm just one. And I think honestly, I've, I've done that since I was a kid. I used to faint, like truly just pass out because if an emotion was too overwhelming for me or if I, you know, school, like, I don't know, my body would just go and then be done. Like it couldn't handle it. So honestly, it's really important for me to figure out how to not be overwhelmed. And especially with running a business and, you know, to, to, you know, plan it all out and not have that to-do list sit in front of my head. Again, I'm such mm -hmm. a visual person. So I just see it. Like, it's like in my third eye, it's just like right there. So it's very important for me to, protect myself and say, I'm not going to do that to you where all you're thinking about is this to-do list. So I have a very like mind dump in the morning. So that's me getting every thought out, every to-do thing, even if it's like get your grandma flowers two weeks from now, but it's on wow. my mind. Yeah. I have to get it on paper. I have to, I have to, I have to. So, you know, I mean, if anyone saw my journal, they would crack up, you know, it's like <laughs> tell JT, like, I don't know, his fingernails are too long. Like, it's so funny because I just write everything because I need to get it out of my brain. And once it is out, I'm like chilling because I'm like, it's on paper, like we're good. So I think that's something I do. And then from that list, I will take, I will write next to it, like do this on Monday, do this on Sunday. So it allows me to not look at that list and be like, I need to get all of that done today. I mean, there's no chance. This is pages long. So having, you know, each task have a day is super important. And then from there, I only take three tasks from the list. So some people do wow. seven, some people, I feel proud of myself if I did three. And then it allows me to go back to that list and say, let's get in another three. But at least that three does not feel too overwhelming. And then I feel super proud and accomplished and productive if I did those three. Yeah, make the make the expectations for the day realistic. And then yes. you'll feel like you accomplished the day. But then also if there is more time and you feel like I actually can knock out a couple more things, then you're like, Oh, I'm really, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on fire. <laughs> so I think that's really good is being realistic about what can you actually accomplish in a day and what's realistic so that you're not setting yourself up for like, I have eight things I need to get done today. You would get done four and then you feel like the day was not a success and you feel bad. You just, you being the self-critical that I'm sure you are on the same way. It's like, if I don't accomplish everything I set out for the day, I'm like, what did you do wrong? Yes. Like, where was your mind? Like, were you just getting distracted or what, what was the problem here? So I think it's good to like learn your expectations of like, this is realistic. This is what I'm going to mm -hmm. accomplish. And if I have more room, I'm going to keep going. Exactly. I mean, it's just, we don't know what the day is going to throw at us, you know, yeah. like we have no idea. So it's, it's for me to not be overwhelmed. It's like those three are just killer. And I usually always do more after, but like the day could really, you know, I've August has been at the, I know we're in September now, but August was one of the craziest months of my life, even with COVID and all this going on. It was like thing after thing after thing for me. And, you know, 
having those three things I could see like was enough because it was, I mean, I had the launch, you know, I had an incident, two incidents in my family that were super serious. Um, I had COVID, like it was a very interesting month. Um, so those three a day were plenty for me. They were mm. good. They were what good. Are, what are you learning in those, in the, in that time when there's a lot happening, COVID, you get COVID, you're getting ready to launch. you you have uh, two family members dealing with some health issues. What's the mindset? How are you keeping yourself calm? Because that's two things either happen. There's a domino effect in your mind where like you get really anxious and things emotionally just completely derail you. And there's literally no chance of you staying productive. Or there's a way of like almost acknowledging what is happening and trying to like compartmentalize like, okay, you know, I see what's happening with my family. I'm there to support them. But now it's time to focus on what I need to focus on for the biz or how are you compartmentalizing these emotions so that you're not just like completely losing it? Yeah. So, I mean, great question. I feel like for me personally, I had to know it wasn't the end of the world that I got COVID on the day of my launch. You know, like I know I literally woke up with COVID on the day I was launching my dream, you know? <laughs> so it, and I was, you know, it, COVID kicked my butt. It wasn't like, it was like chilling. So I was, think I had chilling. to- it wasn't chilling. It was like, no, let's actually make her face first into the couch. Uh, I was a potato the entire time. But, um, you know, I think I had to know it wasn't the end of the world, know that there are so many things going on in people's lives. Like I'm okay. Uh, lean on my support system that I have was huge. Leaning on my team, having them show up when I needed them, my family, uh, JT, um, and I think also talking to myself and being like, you need rest. Mm. I hear you. I hear mm. you. It is the biggest day of my life right now. And you're telling me I need to just lay on this couch. Mm. So I think just having a different perspective, um, I could have totally made it worse and been like, I can't believe this is happening the day that I'm doing you know, all this or even with my family stuff going on. And you know, I think I just had to sit back and be like, Self, I hear you. Self, I got you. I'm going to rest. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign off on social media so you can sleep. And whoa, was that the hardest decision of my life? Like with this launch, like I literally said, see ya. Like no one heard from me, like crazy. And then, you know, even with the family and the health issues, I also had to have a different side to it where I needed to show up for them when I needed to show up. But then I also needed to have a boundary of, hey, I do own my own business. So I do need, we do need to figure out a plan B here because I think everyone's leaning on me. So that was another moment where myself was like, hey, 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 you also have your things you need to be accountable for. So let's figure this out. So it's interesting. So much was learned in, um, in that month, but, um, I think connecting and talking to myself of like what I actually needed was best. Cause that's always what's best for everyone too. Right? Like if I'm in anxiety of, uh, you know, like so anxious, but trying to support and help, like no one's even going to want that vibe around either. So it was like, I'm not helping the situation if I'm like, trying to do 20 things at once instead let's call another family member in who can step in here and you know and, and we can all get the best of both worlds so i think yeah ladies and gentlemen quick break from today's episode and then we'll get right back to it super excited uh, about today's episode because we are brought to you by tenzo t now if you've been following me on ig you know that i live with one of the co-founders and i can promise you in a test 
since moving into Venice at the top of the new year, I have switched from a coffee drinker to a Tenzo tea drinker. Okay. Now let me just say this. Do I still incorporate coffee into my life? Yes. But do I drink Tenzo tea and matcha more? Absolutely. So if you're watching visually, you can see it comes in this beautiful can and I get these monthly care packages where I actually use three scoops of Tenzo and I mix it in with some almond milk and it gets me fired up for the day. Also, it's very sustained. It isn't like this incredible, crazy high rush of caffeine and then an immediate drop. This is a much more sustained energy boost throughout the day and it has been a game changer in my life. So a little bit of context to Tenzo tea. 64% of American adults drink coffee every day and they pay the price with dehydration, jitters, anxiety, headaches, all that bad stuff. Switching out the morning coffee for matcha helps us stay level-headed, focused, and avoids the coffee crash. Tenzo Matcha contains natural caffeine and L-theanine that keeps you energized and focused like a Zen monk. Who does not want to be a Zen monk? I want to be a Zen monk. You want to be a Zen monk? We all want to be a Zen monk. The product tastes great with just water and also makes a delicious matcha latte. Like I said, I mix it with almond milk. You can mix it with water. Totally up to your preference. Your call. What do you love most about uh, Tenzo? What do I love? It's great tasting, simple ingredients, matcha, makes you feel great, eco-friendly. And they have a subscription program, which I am signed up with. Uh, so you sign up, you get your tin, your Tenzo uh, refilled monthly at 60 cents per serving. Pretty much a damn bargain, if you ask me. Tenzo keeps you alert and focused for longer so that you can be more productive with your day. 36 milligrams of caffeine per half table teaspoon serving. I do three scoops every time I make, uh, make this. So uh, it's definitely a lot of caffeine, but I got to keep the blood flowing throughout the day. Naturally occurring L-theanine and, and that switches your brain waves to be focused, meditative state. Matcha has the highest amount of antioxidants per gram of all superfoods. Powerful antioxidants such as EGC uh, protect your heart and brain. It provides immune support, boosts your metabolism to burn more fat, protects your skin health, and prevents bad breath. Who wants bad breath? Not me. Uh, no wonder studies show that green tea is one of the keys to healthier, happier, and longer life. Matcha is pure powdered green tea. You need to get some today. I'm telling you right now, you won't regret it. Get 25% off when you go to tenzot.co and use my code thebeardedman at checkout. Once again, that is 25% off everything you order and you get uh, at tenzot.co. Use my promo code thebeardedman. I'm telling you right now, you won't regret it. You're going to be energized and fueled for the day ahead of you. If you get some, let me know. I'd be curious to hear what you think of it. Enough of me talking. Back to the episode. Yeah, I love the, the the perspective of like control the controllables of like accepting what is happening in real time and going, okay, how do I adjust? How do I make changes? Whether it's resting the body or shutting off social media, like this is where I'm at. Can't mm -hmm. control it. Caught COVID or I'm dealing with all, all these other things, but like this is the reality of the situation. The longer that I'm getting mad about myself or getting angry of all these other situations that are literally completely out of my control, it's just stopping you from actually moving forward. But being able to have that perspective, like this is the situation, how do we react? Let's move forward. And then you're just, you're constantly just readjusting along the way. But the mm -hmm. boundaries thing is so important. And it kind of goes off of what you're saying, talking about earlier, like the power of no, right? Yeah. I, I am unapologetic with my boundaries. Like from whether it's my morning routines, whether it's like when you're going to get like, whether I'm, when I communicate with people, uh, 
if it's like, you know, I'm like getting ready to go to sleep. Even if I get a text, I'm not answering it. it mm-hmm. It's time for me to go to sleep. Like, um, certain hours of the day, I won't have meetings or I won't do podcasts. Like, because it's, I'm, I need to set myself up for success in order to deliver the best version of me. What are some boundaries in your life that you've created that are really important? Yeah. I mean, first off, Bobby, I can tell that, that, that is you and it's very inspiring. Um, because I am, I, I would say I grew up a, a people pleaser for sure. So mm. boundaries are huge for me, but something I have to continuously work on. But I will say, I, again, I think if the people around you understand your intention, boundaries are easier. If you yes. have people that, that aren't as supportive, I could see my boundaries were not easy. So yes. with the people around me right now, and I feel so much support, um, boundaries I have definitely is, yeah, that morning routine of not scheduling anything at a certain time. So I have that even with, even with with work, you know, like I, you know, I own a company and I'm, you know, not talking to people until I can talk to people. And, and obviously it's, it's done right, but I've made it work because I've figured it out and they understand, you know, don't talk to Sam till this time, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, even with JT, I'm like, do not talk to me. Like, you know, we both have our very separate morning routines. We give hugs, but we both know it's not uh, any work conversation in the morning. It's only love. It's only, you know, positivity and, and emotion. And even in the night, like we try having those boundaries when we go into bed of like not talking about work. And I think that's a huge boundary. Um, I think boundary of definitely saying no of plans. I'm one again, I, I think getting over FOMO, which is the best feeling ever, like, Oh, the best feeling ever because JT's a crazy extrovert. So he loves to, he gets energy from people and I get energy by myself. And so it's a very interesting balance of like, he loves plans and he loves people and I love them too, but I can tell I need a moment. So I think having those boundaries of not too many plans or planning, um, like planning enough. So it's like, if, if, uh, on Saturday we make plans, like, okay, a boundary of only having this amount of time. Like it sounds so lame. I'm kind of a grandma, but like, I don't care because guess what? In those hours I am showing up the best version of myself rather than being like, I went to four birthday parties. Oh my God. Last night I went to another and just be exhausted and complaining the whole time. You know? Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way where it's like, I need to know what I'm getting myself into so that I can, even though I'm extrovert, I'm very much an extrovert myself. I need to know what I'm signing up for so that I can show up the best version of myself. And it's like, if I don't, and I don't create these boundaries, like, you know, weekday, I really will rarely schedule anything past 9 PM because I just go to bed early. And it's like, I'm doing this for you because if, if not, I'm going to be literally sitting there like half asleep. You're going to want to have a conversation about whatever it is. And I'm, my mind is going to be like, go to sleep. So, uh, I very much hear you. And, and, and yeah, just to echo, like the people that get it, don't have a problem with it. They respect it and they know when to operate and when to communicate with you. And the people that take it personal or complain about you having these boundaries, the problem is they haven't taken the moment to really set up boundaries for themselves because the moment they do, the moment they gain respect for other people, they do it. So I, amen. I I feel like, sorry to interrupt you. You said something in there and I was like, something I work on all the time too, is not taking anything personal. Like, I feel like that only just takes away my energy that I'm taking something personal. Like you just saying that like click so hard because even JT, like 
him and I, like he will schedule when we can talk. Like he'll be like, Hey, at 3 PM, I'm ready to talk. And as a girlfriend, sometimes it could be like, and that was a little extreme guys. He does talk to me. Um, but it's like, you know, he, he, he has his boundaries and I respect them. This is also based off of communication. Let's be clear. But I think I don't take anything personal because I know that that's exactly what he needs to do to be a better version for our relationship and for others. But even like, you know, if someone is being passive aggressive as a a friend or what, I'm like, I'm not going to take it personal. You got your stuff. And like, I'm going to let you sit in that. If there is something that is actually directed towards me, please come, come to me with it. But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to take it personal because it wastes all of my energy, you know? Yeah. Even, even you telling me that he schedules like, Hey, three o'clock we can talk. I actually really respect that because I have been guilty. where like, I'm in the middle of working something and family is a very high priority to me. So like, if Mm -hmm. I see my mom calling and I see the phone, it is so hard for me not to pick up because part of me is like, is there a problem? Like I got to check in, but then I, I like I'll pick up and I'm like, Hey, what's up? And then, she, she, you know, she just wants to catch up and I'm, and in my mind, I'm going fucking crazy. Cause I'm like, I have, my mind is so like dialed in on like what I'm working on. And so I've gotten better at communicating with her. Like, Hey, like I, I actually have to get back to something. Like I, I just wanted to make sure everything was good, but that's even something I've like tried to like consciously make an effort. And I told her this like two weeks ago. I was like, I really have to get a better job of picking up the phone when I can talk to you because when I see you call, I have to pick up, but I know it is actually not mm-hmm. of service for you. And she's like, I get it. She's like, just don't pick up. Like I, I it's fine. You know? <laughs> and so now we have kind of like text communication where like, if there's an emergency or something I need to like talk to her about, she'll, she'll text me saying, call me when you have a second. And I know red flag, shut it down, give her the yeah. call. But other than that, it's, it is so much more easier for me to know, like, okay, everything's all set. She just wants to check in. Like, let me let me take a moment and count to 10 before I call her back to, to switch mm. gears of work mode to then family mode. And then it allows me to have this conversation with her and be present and not thinking about the work. But so when you said that comment about JT, it's like, to me, I'm like, I get it. And people are listening. Yeah. They might be like, is this guy crazy? He's scheduling, <laughs> he's scheduling time to talk to his girlfriend, but no, it's just, it's compartmentalizing when you're trying to do a lot of different things, you have to mm. find a way to section different times so that, you know, this is like, all right, now it's time to talk to Sam. I'm all in on this. I'm not worried about all the other things that I'm working on. So to me, that's, yeah. that's amazing. And, and and it seems that it works for both of you because uh, mm-hmm. as long as there's some type of communication, it, it you both understand it. And I told JT on the podcast that we did, but I'm like, outside looking in, you guys got this shit figured out. You guys, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> I know they, I know what they say. Like, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. And I'm like, all I see is sunshine, <laughs> roses, and butterflies. <laughs> Whatever JT's doing and you're doing, I'm all for it. Something's working. Uh, you know, I mean, I feel like, I mean, we've been in a relationship now for four and a half years. And, oh, I mean, it, it of course it's not. Of course it's not. You know, you know that. Like, let's go. Come on. You know. But, like, I will say, I will freaking say that the things that we – disagree or are trying to figure out is always because we're working on ourselves on a daily basis. So it's, it's like, we're in a relationship where we're individuals together, but we're so focused on that individual aspect so we can be better together Mm -hmm. that like, 
it's just a, it just like you on a daily basis of focusing on you, we're still doing that in a relationship. So I think we're just, you know, when, when things are going on behind closed doors, a lot of the time it's what I'm going through and then having to explain to JT and communicate maybe why I'm being distant or please don't take this personal, but I need a, I need space, you know, like, I think that's mostly what we go through because being your own individual is hard enough and then being together, like, yeah. are you kidding? Are you yeah. kidding? So I think having that communication off the bat of like, Hey, I'm here to be the best version of myself. Um, I want you to push me to con- to hold myself accountable. And we have very much made that clear since the beginning, which I think has been great. Yeah. I, I, I forget what the book I read recently, but it, it talks about how like, you don't want to find, you know, there's people that are just like, like, they'll talk about their relationship and no disrespect to anybody that talks about the relationship in this manner, but like, oh, he or she's my better half when it's like, you want to be your best whole and they want to be their best whole so that you kind of come together. And it's like, you both just, you're not seeking each other for happiness. You're already on a path of greatness. It just kind of gets enhanced. But I'm curious, having been in, been with him for four and a half years at this point, how did, how, what did, cause there's going to be something that listens and even pure curious, pure curiosity to me as I'm surveying the land of LA, how do, okay. how do you, how do you find that type of love? What's the advice you would give to yourself knowing what you know now? Mm. Let me preference that I have not been in the most healthy relationships before JT. He isn't the healthiest one I've been in, but I also think that was where I was at in my life is why I found him. Um, if that makes sense. So I think before I was searching for that better half, I was searching for someone to fill my cup instead of focusing Mm -hmm. on me doing that. And when I met JT, I was focusing on myself. I was focusing on a better version of myself. And so when I met him, it was like he was doing the same thing. And Mm -hmm. that was so attractive to me. And Um, again, I wanted to be with someone that made me want to be better, even though I was already doing it myself. So I also think paying attention in the beginning, like people are like, maybe you can change them or maybe you could grow them into something. And I'm like, I was paying attention from the day one of what I was getting into with JT. And he was just as incredible as he was today. You know, um, I also slightly manifested it. I will totally say it. I remember being in my car and being over these crappy relationships that I was in because I was a crappy, I was being crappy to myself anyways. That's why these relationships were my life. And I remember I was done and I just kind of put out there exactly what I was looking for. And I screamed it in my car and was like, I want this and this and da da da. And, and JT appeared. (laughs) I mean, you know, it's like, and it took time. Like it wasn't like it happened the next day. I think that's something too is to focus on is, those manifestations that we put out there are those things we want. Like it could happen a year later and then you'd be like, dang, but I'm so grateful it happened a year later because I, again, looking for that partner, I think you have to be in a certain, whatever, whatever mindset you're in, whatever, you know, vibe you're in, that's kind of what you're going to attract, I believe. So if you're like, I'm in this groove of like focusing on me, I'm grinding, I feel happy. I feel full. Now I'm looking for a partner. Like, Oh, you're gonna find your soulmate, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, the manifestation aspect of like it's not gonna just happen overnight. I weirdly try to, and I tell myself this because I think it's the best perspective to have when, whether it's relationships or manifesting anything in this world that you want. The longer that it takes to get to this manifestation, the better prepared you're gonna be 
And so I found that to be true with, you know, whether it's reaching out to certain podcast guests and the timing doesn't work, or maybe it's yeah. the dating or it's like any aspect. It's like the longer it actually takes me to get there, the better, better version of a human I'm going to be, uh, the better version I am going to be as a podcaster, the better version I am as a whatever it might be. So it's like, I think that's the, the, the trust and belief of like, maybe it is taking time, which most of the time it's going to take time to manifest mm -hmm. anything. It doesn't matter the bucket of your life, but the good news is the longer it takes you is the more prepared you're going to be for when these things do happen. So, uh, being, yeah. being, being, being aware enough of what you want, but then also not rushing it and not forcing it and trusting that when things are meant to be, it will fall into place and, uh, things will come to life. I agree. I agree. I also was just thinking about too, I think also something that I thought about back to relationships is I did think it needed to be rainbows and happy and like all the time. And I even think about, you know, there's so many moments in the beginning of JT's I and I's relationship. I was leaving my job at the time and he was retiring from hockey. We were both going through very identity, trying to figure out who we were moments. And so it was rough in the beginning because of our individual journey. Like we were so committed, like I said, to being the best version of ourselves and focusing on us, but it wasn't a nice one. It was rocky, like because our journeys were so tough and then we were trying to be lovers. Like, so I think just remembering to like, to not compare your relationship to anyone else's. Cause I remember I would see friends who were having those rainbows and roses and I was like, I'm freaking in the rocks right now, bro. Like we are yeah, like, we're, you know, we're three in the, in the morning. Right talk. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? I'm off the trail. Like this is insane. But as long as obviously he's treating you right. Like that's the thing. It was never about that. It was about yeah. us being on our own journey. So I think also just remembering like the beautiful part about life is being a human and understanding the rawness of that. So choosing that partner is not looking at them, you know, any less perfect than you are. Going through, uh, an identity crisis or, you know, really changing things up, I think tends to be the reason that people will hold back from actually making that switch. Uh, you know, they're on a path of one career and they're like, I am not happy. I'm not fulfilled, but I went to college for this degree and I'm now yeah. a lawyer and I hate it to switch it up takes so much confidence within themselves. And you have to hope that nobody in their inner circle is going to like question them because as soon as they start like, why are you going to drop out of being a lawyer? You went to school. Like, what do you mean? You're making so much money. That identity crisis is not an easy route. What does it take to do that? Because you both have been through it. You both are very much on a, on a great path right now. And I'm sure there's still little pivots of things that kind of are, are, are changing the direction of where you're going, but you, you've gotten through that phase. What, what did you learn going through it? Hmm. I mean, interesting enough, when I think about my identity crisis, JT was a huge gift that I needed to help me through it. So mm -hmm. he came out a really beautiful time for me. Um, like I really call him like an angel in my life because of that moment I was at, he helped me get out of something that was a little bit that I didn't know. Like you're saying, you're a lawyer. That's what you're supposed to do. I was in a place. I mean, I'll just tell you, I was working for a church. I was deep into, you know, God and which I still am, but in a different way. And it was, it was taking over my life that wasn't real to me. It was I was kind of getting lost. Again, I was it was after acting, modeling, figuring it out. And when I met JT, I was on the 
the journey of finding myself, but I think he was someone that I looked at like, he's this, all these things I was looking for. And when he was turned away by the church, this is going so crazy, different direction, but I, love it. I, love I was it. like, I was like, oh, this isn't my identity. This isn't, I've act, I need to actually leave. So I truly look at him as he was something that got me through that. But um, for his, sorry, I won't speak for him, but he had a different situation, but he, he was a huge, so having a support system was huge for my identity. And then again, I think always knowing the universe is working for you or God or whatever you believe in. Uh, when you have that peace of mind, I think it helps you get through anything. It yeah. also, when you continue making those really hard decisions, you will always see a better door open in my eyes. Like every time I've made the hardest decision of my life that took so many minutes for me or hours and days and time of like stressing over, every time I made that decision that felt right for me, the door that opens after that is like the door to heaven. It is yeah. the door of how I've gotten to where I am. So I think I just continue challenging that identity that I think I'm supposed to be doing or others think I'm supposed to be doing even today. Like I could wake up tomorrow and change my mind and say, I want to, you know, go do this thing. And it's kind of scary. But at the end of the day, I'm like, the universe got me, you know? Yeah. You got to trust that inner gut. If something isn't right and it doesn't feel right, once again, you have to be the one that makes the course correction and changes the direction because nobody else will. And even though people might question you and, uh, ask you why, you know, why you're doing X or why you're doing Z. You just have to go. You, there's a great book I just read. It's called Relentless by uh, Tim Grover. He was the, mm -hmm. he was the, um, uh, the basketball trainer for Michael Jordan, for Kobe Bryant. And the one thing that he always talked about was in these high, high moments of both of their careers where <clears throat> games on the line, they're on the free throw line to the championship, whatever. There's crowds of people screaming at you yelling at you like miss the shot saying good things bad things but the but what i loved about the book is that he talked about the importance of going internal to sound out the noise and go internal and and, mm. and and have these conversations with yourself or or just listen to your own inner voice and i think that's what it comes down to when you are going through these identity crisis and and trying to make the change a lot of a lot of energy and voices are going to be coming thrown at you even when you don't even ask for their their opinion yeah. And maybe, maybe like listen to the couple that are good and positive. Like you got this, like grab hold of those. But at the end of the day, you have to go internal and you have to be honest with yourself about what is it that I want to do and what do I need to do to make that change? And then it's at that point, it's just that trust belief of like, I'm just going to one day at a time, take a couple of new steps in this new direction. And I'm going to figure things out as I go. But, uh, it's, mm -hmm. I, I went through a very similar phase, phase graduating college and driving Uber full time. And people are like, you know, they went and got their six figure careers and I'm, I'm the guy that drove Uber. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you just went, you got a college degree, but it was like, I listened internally. Yeah. I was like, I know this shit's going to work out. And it did. And similar to, for both of you guys, you guys have gone through your own uh, journey of just recreating that identity. And it's a mm -hmm. really, um, not, a, not a difficult thing to do in the moment, but it is something very doable for anybody that listens and is not yeah. on the path of where they want to be going. Yeah, I, I so I so agree. And I, I feel like the biggest thing that I could share through all this that I think I keep repeating is connecting with that intuition, connecting with yourself, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like that's what's guided all of these answers and guided me in my relationships, guided me in my career, guided me in my self-help. Like all of that has come from within. So I think even if you're confused right now, if 
because I know people in my life that are, and I can tell they're not ready because I was once there. I was not ready to understand what it meant to connect with myself, understand the depths, understand the work, all of the things. Um, that to just say it out loud continuously if you really want it and if you're super curious and be open to saying like, hey, I want to get to know myself. I'm ready. I'm here. And that for me, that's exactly what happened. And when I was ready, it absolutely happened. You know, yeah. I found my intuition. It's there. It's been there. <laughs> you, you, you found it. You sure you sure as hell found it. What uh from your experience of kind of incorporating um new workout routines and dieting and wellness practices, what's the first step in building a new health uh and a new healthy habit? Because that's also very mm -hmm. overwhelming for people when it's like, hey, I want to change up my diet or I want to start meditating or journaling. It's like, I don't even know where to go. I don't know how to add this. It's like this overwhelming thing that we get frozen and not, and then we can't even take the first step. What have mm -hmm. you found to be the key ingredient in adding in a new health, uh, if you could say a healthy habit or just a habit in general? Yeah, I think taking a really, really, really small step. So it's like, if it's start journaling, you go buy a journal. That doesn't mean day one you start journaling. That means you went and bought a journal. Mm. You bought that pen to go with that journal. So I think uh, what I see a lot if, with working with people and clients and things like that is that it's one to a hundred, you know, and nothing clicks when you're trying to go one to a hundred, you know, it's just our body's like, I'm sorry, you want me to give up everything tomorrow? Like nice. zero junk food, zero, like that's just not going to happen, you know? So I think it's like taking that small step. So for someone who maybe drinks a lot of soda, it could be like, okay, let me find an alternative soda. And I have I have soda, you say you're like a crazy soda person, which I know a lot of people actually that I've known have been, <laughs> you know, you change that out for that other soda, but you still have one on the weekend. And like, that's why I think it's a dramatic, like, let me just strip everything away is how we, you know, probably don't finish a lot of the goals we have, or even for, you know, the healthy habits or starting a new workout routine. It's like starting small. Like if you've never worked out a day in your life, I wouldn't probably, you know, go to berries five times a week, you know, like let's, let's take it yeah. slow. Let's start with some walks. Let's start with, you know, maybe a yoga flow online. Like I think it's being realistic and under and being so kind to yourself that like, that is good. Like, mm. a, like round of applause that you went and bought that journal if you want to start mm. journaling, you know? Yeah. So yeah. The, the small steps, that's how you build the momentum. The snowball effect doesn't start off as this big, massive snowball rolling down the mountain. It starts very small, but as long as you consistently work on it day in, day after day and take whatever that small little step is kind of going back to where we even started the podcast of just like listening to your body, listening to your mind of like, Am I ready to show up today? Like, you know, I told myself I'd go to the gym for 30 minutes. Well, I don't feel that, but I'll go for a walk for 30 minutes and at least I'm getting the body movement moving. But uh, yeah. that small step is the best way to look at it. It's just small incremental growth. That's I have a tattoo in my hand that says 1% and that's exactly why. It's like, what are these small little steps in the day that are going to get me 1% better? Not, I don't expect to go zero to 100 like you're saying. But yep. what can I do that's going to be 1% yeah. better today? And then it just, it builds with, uh, it builds with time. I love that. I feel like I need to see your tattoos because JT was also telling me you have one like from Uber. I don't know. You have all these like different, really like, it's so cool. I yeah, love it's it. All part, it's all part of the story. So that the back of my arm, it says 19,002. And that was a total number of Uber drives I did in my career. I got a year after I stopped oh, driving Uber. Oh my God. That is yeah. epic. I'll show you the rest so of the cool. I got, I got a yeah. couple different stories, but that's, that's why I love tattoos. Everyone has 
I know, I know you have a couple on, uh, in you as well. And I think they all yeah. have a different meaning, different story. And I think that's the beauty of it. Once you start inking your body up. So we, we got to get some more on here. So soon cool. We gotta so get cool. some more. All right. We're going to get into the final five. These are very easy. Uh, either one word or just kind of one sentence. Uh, and then we'll kind of wrap up. Uh, first question, what self-care act? And we kind of have hit on some of this, but I guess just to summarize it, what self-care activities help you be your best self? Wait, sorry. Did you say one word? One, uh, some, <laughs> some, some of these, some of these you can't answer one word. It's one word or one sentence. Sorry. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. So repeat the question. Yep. <laughs> Got to clarify that a little better. Next time. That's my... <laughs> I was like, like, one word, uh, meditating journal, uh, yoga. <laughs> Literally. My brain's no, like, uh... one, one word or one sentence. I think moving forward after this podcast, it's just going to be one sentence because the one word is going to be a lot. What, what self-care activities help you be your best self? Um, I actually could give you one word, mother nature, mm. even those two, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think being outside is the number one thing of how I get life. I love that. And you can be outside mm -hmm. and do a magnitude of other things. So I think that's, that's exactly, really, that's really good. Um, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice at any point of your life, what would, what would it be? And when? Hmm. Probably in the, in the moment where I had no idea what I wanted to do and I was forcing it so hard that I think um, I would have told myself to trust the process and start working on, like, look within. So kind of like work on myself in the meantime when I can't figure out what I want to do and to just mm -hmm. trust the process. Love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. uh, what's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? Mm, I guess this is a good thing because I'm a little blank. Um, probably, I mean, we're succeeding right now, but JT and I are really focusing on more playtime. Mm. But this month's been good so far. We're going to make more of that happen. So <laughs> glad to know that. you're going to be getting a lot more text inbound. Yep. So just prepare yourself for that. <laughs> Can't wait. Yep. Calendar's going to be getting blocked out. So prepare yourself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What is the first step that anybody can take to reaching their inner potential? Mm. I think like I mentioned earlier of just saying out loud that that's what you want, mm. you know, for asking, asking out loud of what I want is to reach my maximum potential and I'm ready and I'm here and I'm listening. Mm. That's good. That's really good. Uh, if somebody has listened in for the last 61 minutes, they made it this far on the podcast. What is one challenge you have for the listeners today as they wrap up listening to this podcast? One challenge, mm. any challenge. To not check their phone in the morning for at mm. least 10 minutes. Cause we're going to start small. Build. So if you, build. if you, we got to build. So if you do, <laughs> if you do check your phone, give yourself 10 minutes before you do. And if you don't check your phone, right away, give yourself 30. Yeah. Build on that. It will be mm -hmm. an absolute game changer. So I, I echo that. And, uh, I hope you guys and gals get a chance to actually listen and do that. But Sammy, this has been such a phenomenal conversation. Uh, so much appreciate you taking the time to be part of this. You are, you are living the most authentic life to you. And I love how much of a journey it's been to getting you to where you are today. Not because I want to see people go through these moments of self-doubt or questioning where am I actually going, but I think it just provides 
real life example of people that you see them where they are today, but you have to pull back the layers to understand what it took to get them, get them to where they are today. Mm -hmm. And you are so much in your power. You are just getting started with everything you're, you're building with form, which I think is just fantastic. I told, like I mentioned during this podcast and I told Casey this when we were at Penmar last Wednesday, but it's like, I have seen this community of all of you guys and gals for a long time. And it's like, I've just felt this contagious energy of just like people that are doing things at such a high level, but like are loving and caring and are so opposite from like what people think of as LA of like, you know, people are just here to grab things from other people. And you guys have redefined that. And I, I just feel so grateful to have met you guys and, um, I just want to see you guys succeed. And it, it really has been such an honor to chat with you today. And I cannot wait for this podcast to come out. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to be part of it. Oh, my sir. Thank you so much. I enjoyed this. And you know, you know how I feel about you. I think you're freaking awesome. And the reason this podcast went as amazing as it did is because you're the host. So thank you so much. And everyone go to Penmar because we've said it three times and everyone's going to show up. <laughs> yeah, that place is going to be packed now. So get ready for that. They're going to start mobbing out. Oh boy. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this podcast today, please, please, please do me a favor. Screenshot this episode on whatever platform you are listening in on. Post it to your IG story. Tag Sammy. She's at Sammy Clark. S-A-M-I-C-L-A-A-R-K-E. I will have that tagged up in the description below. Also tag me at Bob A. That's B-O, three B's, four A's and Y. Share the podcast on your IG story. Let us know what the biggest takeaway was. What was the learning and also, you must go and join Form. Check it out on IG at Join Form. That's J O I N F O R M. Or you can check out the website, joinform.co. And uh, you can get in that sweat fitness with Sammy as she will lead and guide you to being the rock star that you deserve to be. Any last thoughts or comments, Sammy, before we wrap up? Uh, just, just love you guys. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, I'm forever grateful. So come say hey after you listen. I love to hear it. Let's go. You're the best. Sammy Clark, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya. Amazing. Amazing.